0: Welcome to episode 93 of the Hillcrest duo taped live in Crest Hill, Illinois on Saturday, January the 26th, 2019, where it is negative 4 degrees outside, but the sun is
1: out! The sun will help!
0: It'll still be negative 4 though.
1: Coldest I saw on my drive-in this morning at around 5.30, I saw a negative 10 pocket that my car went through. Ooh. Not fun. Let's move there. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Uh, Who yeah, are it's, you? It's freezing out, but hey, we're from Chicagoland, and yeah, we're used
1: we're to it. Yeah, we're kind of used to it, by now.
0: And it doesn't last forever. It's yeah. like a few days of this bitter cold, and then and then it gets to like ten degrees, and it feels like summer. When you go from negative yeah. to like anything positive, it is a such a big difference that you feel like it's summertime outside. Okay, so metal. I can't wait till we get to ten again.
1: Okay, metal, Mister at Metal John Radio. Are you one of those people that when it gets into the 50s, you're like, I'm going out in shorts and uh, short sleeves. It's summer now.
0: I actually will transition to the hoodie hoodie and jeans. Like when it's like 30 outside, I'm like, oh, this feels so good. I'm just wearing a hoodie. Uh, Yeah, me Um, too. Anyways, uh, I am at Metal John Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And along with me,
1: my co-host, Brad Risto. I am at Brad Risto. And I believe on Instagram, I'm still at Outsider Brad.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we... uh, you spilled something all over I the place? I spilled
1: some water, and I'm cleaning it up while we talk. With toilet
0: paper. Okay.
1: It's what That'll I, take forever. It's the resource I have available.
0: You've got a shirt. you got a jacket.
1: No. Well, I'm not going to waste those. All
0: right. Well, uh, we've got a lot of stuff, because it's been a while. We've actually had to cancel a couple of podcasts because of weather. Snow, blizzard, no, yeah, ice. He, yeah, all he, all he doesn't like the snow. Yeah, but uh, we've got a lot of stuff to cover, and... Uh, This episode, what we're going to focus in on is a little bit of 2018 stuff, like I've got my annual top 10 films of 2018 I'm going to run through, Brad's got his top 5 video games of 2018 he's going to run through, and uh, we both recently saw the movie Glass, and yes. we're going to get to our review of that at the end of the podcast. And then coming up in some future podcasts, just to tease, we'll go through our Oscar nomination podcast stuff. We also got a lot of Netflix stuff to talk about, including Punisher Season 2, which I have not finished. Yep,
1: I, we will I haven't to... finished it yet, but I'm pretty deep.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. I started watching the Ted Bundy tapes. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a future podcast. Um, I don't know if you ever did the
1: Bandersnatch
0: thing. I did it. Um, the, that was the Black Mirror 2 yeah, adventure. Yeah, it's
1: um, it's the it's the adventure game. But yeah,
0: I don't know if you had a chance to go through it. But I if have you not. Get some time during this deep freeze, we in. Do that. The Fry Greatest Party that never happened. The festival oh, God, on that
1: horrible thing
0: on Netflix. Uh, it's it's probably the most popular and most talked about like documentary on netflix at least this week next week it's probably going to be something different oh of course but that's something worth watching if you haven't watched it yet um i'm obsessed with that story now ever since watching it and the term take one for the team has a brand new meaning and it's no longer a safe for work term you cannot go to work and tell somebody to take one for the team in a meeting because <laughs> it has a new meaning thanks to this documentary Ooh, now you really have to watch a it brad tease. and then we'll talk about it uh at a future podcast but let's get to what we need to get to, which is our tops of 2018. What's the tops? Should I should I just go movies?
1: Uh, how about you do two movies? I'll do a game, two, 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 and then we do it like that. We'll All right, alternate no a bit.
0: All right. Well, I've got my top ten films of 2018. I'm gonna start at number ten and go backwards. My number ten film of 2018 is a film called Eighth Grade, and it's uh, the year's best uh, coming of age film about a girl trying to get through her last week of eighth grade as she prepares for high school. And it's one of those coming-of-age movies where even though it's focused around a girl and and, and her struggles, you still find things to relate. Either you relate to her being an outsider, an outcast, or you can relate to the other kids that basically ignore and brush off the outcast. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you were one or the other when you were that age, and you sort of relate to it. It's a really good film. came out very early in 2018, Um, but one of those ones that I really enjoyed and it kind of stuck with me throughout the year. Okay. Uh, got snubbed with the Oscars, but it's still a great film, and we're checking out
1: a little art house flick. Good yes. for you. Uh,
0: number nine is Bumblebee. Uh, really? Yes, my number nine film of 2018 is Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Uh, I'm, you know me. I'm a fan of the cartoon. Yeah. I collected the toys. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the Michael Bay big action blockbuster movies. They were not, like, top ten film material for me. No.
1: Um,
0: just because they were popcorn flicks. So this is more than a popcorn flick. This movie really connects with our generation. It's got yeah. a great 80s soundtrack, and it's a simple story about a girl in her car, and it, it kind of the, – the alien – you know, Cybertron stuff. Yeah. They get to it really early in the movie and then you kind of and then it's a, a second a second thought, like twenty minutes into the movie and mm-hmm. it's a really good story. And it's just one of those films I loved it and then I thought about it the next day. I'm like, man, I love that movie. And then somebody was like, How was it? And I was like, I love that and the more I talked about it, the more I loved it. And even though That's I'm, awesome. Even though I'm putting it at number nine on my list, I still love oh, it even
1: more talking about what, it. For you, number nine is actually kind of low because what do you see? A, you see about what two movies a weekend? Pretty much. So you see about 104 movies a year. Pretty much. So yeah, it's your top 10 percent, but that is yeah, yeah, that's pretty high for you actually. Now that yeah. I think about it.
0: And I'm normally like a top 10. Like action movies are just kind of second thought, but this year's top 10 list is is well, I'm sure one it's of been... the most unique ones I've ever had.
1: So I'm sure together. it's going to be action movie heavy, because there were some good action movies yep. this year. Yeah, and
0: there's some surprises on here, but all right, so that's my number 10, 8th okay. grade, number 9, Bumblebee. Uh, I'll give it over go to you, I'll
1: go for my number 5 game, and I'm going to go with a game that might surprise you. Forza Horizon 4, it is a driving game, but the reason I like this game is because you can choose for it to be an immersive, completely down-to-earth driving simulator. Or go into the ch- settings, make it a complete arcade game and not even care about crashing. And I just like that it can be all things for all kind of racing fans. If you want to have um, a, a race against all Ferraris and have cars break down even, go for it. If you want to have a PLP 50, which you probably have never seen, it is a ridiculous car that you enter through the front. You know that car from Family yep. Matters mm-hmm. that Stephen Urkel had? That's a PLP 50. Nice. If you want to race that against a Mini Cooper, go right ahead. If you want to tune your car for hours and actually go into the tuning, you can do that.
0: So race junkies, car junkies.
1: Just people who want to have fun. And
0: people who love like video games, like, Yeah. Grand like Gran oh, Turismo is stuff. Right?
1: Well, that's, it's pretty much supplanted, Gran Turismo. Best part of it is, unlike the Gran Turismo series, it's just an open world driving game. So you drive to your next event. You're in a mythical, you're in a fictionalized British area. Oh, so wow. It's, so you're just driving around wherever you want to go.
0: Nice. All and right. I return
1: it to you for number seven and six. I'm good eight. at math.
0: Eight and seven. Eight and seven. I'm so bad at math. So my number eight film of 2018, The Mule, which is another uh, Clint a, Eastwood directed and starred uh, film. Uh, I know he normally plays the same old grumpy character. Well, he's been playing but, the same old
1: grumpy character for what the past thirty years.
0: Yes, but here's something he does different about this: is that the the, the supporting cast he brings into these films.
1: Yes, that's what's the, the writing,
0: the story, all of that makes he, this isn't Adam Sandler playing the same character just changing his voice a little bit. <laughs> this is like. Clint Eastwood's sort of playing that grumpy like get off my lawn guy, Yeah. but he's got. There's always different humor. There's the supporting cast always makes the movie that much better. It's well written, well directed. The Mule probably closely compares to Gran Turismo.
1: I I figured,
0: but not as much like racist humor. <laughs> so <laughs> well, just that's think about think about, Gran, think about Gran Turismo, but kind of eliminates some of the racist humor, and it's almost a pretty similar. Uh, film and I, I loved it a lot.
1: So sounds good. Sounds uh, good. Number seven, First Man, which is uh, Ryan Gosling. The Ryan Gosling flick um, about um, Neil Armstrong.
0: Correct, and it is a film about Neil, not a film about space and rockets and
1: not know, even really about it, the it, it, that on the flight. It's not it's even about really
0: about the moon landing. it's just it's about Neil and his life and uh, there's things you'll learn about Neil Armstrong that you probably didn't know um overall you could see how hard of a worker he was and how dedicated he was to his work as an astronaut and um i thought it was a very very great film and uh just something that was uh you know for me i like space and to see a movie that's not all about just rockets shooting up in the air it's actually a movie about somebody who like really really cared about their job and like how how they how it impacted his family life, his home life, his work life, and all that. Uh, just a great film. So that's my uh, seven and eight. Uh, back Number to you. four.
1: Um, and for me, this is a Nintendo game. It's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I believe it is the fifth Super Smash Brothers game. And there is nothing better than really playing this game because with your friends, because it is still the best couch multiplayer game that is released regularly. If you want to have Donkey Kong beat up on Kirby, you can do that. But it is also a great competition-level game because, as I'm sure you know, there are all sorts of fighting game competitions now that get even coverage on ESPN as esports. And it actually attempts to have a story, which they haven't done since Brawl. And it's just a great, fun game and it's a culmination of the series as they took everything about the game and polished it as well as they could. Great fun, and just nothing really wrong with it.
0: All right. Back to the uh, top ten films of 2018. My number six film, Won't You Be My Neighbor? This is the only documentary to make my list this year. Actually, I think it's the only documentary to make my list in about two years. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. If you ever watched Mister Rogers Neighborhood, I did. Or even if you didn't watch it, this is like a must-see documentary. It's got you learn about Fred Rogers' life prior to Mister Rogers Neighborhood. You learn about the ideas behind the show, behind um, his you know some of the characters he created, his connection with children, um, and you see a lot of behind-the-scenes footage of the show. he, the documentary is filled with interviews of his cast members, people that worked on the production crew, and you'll have a new appreciation for what he did for not only television, but just for kids. I mean, and, and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was like our generation.
1: Oh, yeah, I uh, watched that and, all the and time.
0: And I really, I, I, to be honest with you, Brad, I wasn't a big fan, uh, only because I didn't I didn't care about the puppets and stuff. You see, that I, I was, was more my like favorite a cartoon part. guy. I like the liked going
1: to the make-believe line. How dare you? So, King Friday sentences you to death.
0: So, you need to watch it then. I think you'll really like it, and it's very touching. So, be prepared to grab a tissue or two. Um, Won't You Be My neighbor? That's my number six film of 2018.
1: All getting my into your top five, five, moving five. Moving into the
0: top five. My number five film, A Quiet Place.
1: Uh, and, yeah, that horror flick. Yeah. And this is the only
0: way to really experience the film is in a dark, quiet theater. If you didn't get the chance to do that, hopefully they'll put this back in theaters at some point so you can really embrace... What the film means to be. Me. I know everybody's all hyped up on the Bird Box thing. This movie was well before Bird Box.
1: Well, and like seven months. I don't yeah, recall but, that well because it's all in this year.
0: But it, you know, they kind of take place similar similar environments, post-apocalyptic. Yes. You know, uh, something's out there, and you know. But again, it's very, very well written, well directed, yeah. well acted. Everything about this film is just so well done. I remember sitting there, and it's like you're afraid to even eat popcorn in the theater because it is so quiet. It is very. It's like watching a silent film, cool. and just with a little bit of a horror twist to it. So I, that, I loved it. Great film. That's my number five, 2018. A Quiet Place.
1: Number three. Number three best game, and this one is probably gonna. If there are get, the gamers that are listening, are probably be like, really, Brad? That's your number three, but I'm going with it anyway. It is a way out. It's a game released by ea it's a great original story and one of the best parts about this game is because it's a supposed to be a multiplayer adventure game in the style of some of the old adventure games you get to basically gift a copy to someone else to play on their system because you play over the internet and as long as they're playing with you they can play that is one thing that i found really neat but in this game you're going to be escaping from prison evading police Playing Horseshoes, you're going to invade a criminal compound, engage in a home run derby, and just do oh so much more. And it's just got a great story about escaping prison and everything that happens after that. You just have a great time and you end up actually role playing as whichever character you chose at the beginning of the game and trying to do the things that you think they would do based on the characterization that you get in the first like hour and a half of the game. Just a great time, and it's a great thing to be able to play with someone over the Internet. There's a lot of people that don't like story games based on Internet gameplay, but I don't have a problem with that. And I return it to you. So, moving into
0: the top four. Top four film, and Brad.
1: Old Fantastic Four.
0: Hold hold on to something. Hold on to something. I I, I think I'm about to electrocute you. Yeah. Ready? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I agree with that. Although, I think it should be higher. Alright, well, that is my number four film of 2018, and it is a, for me personally, this is a big sleeper surprise film of 2018. I went into this Oh, I know. not really expecting much of anything, I just know it had a lot of hype, had a high score in Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of people hyping it up. I went to go see it opening night, I was like, alright, I want to see it, there's nothing else out this weekend. And for me, it was the best superhero film of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's also my second favorite Spider-Man film, right behind Homecoming. Yep and homecoming i don't even think made my top 10 list but this movie did because i just loved it so much and very similar to bumblebee i remember just thinking about the movie and, t- and talking about it with people yep. and really just liking the movie more and more and more and more every time i talked about it and, and i loved Golden it so Call much that when, I'm,
1: when i'm when
0: i'm putting together like which movies i liked more than others and putting together my list this is i'm like i, I I can't go. I, I can't go any lower than a top five.
1: I can, I have to completely agree with you. It's just a great flick. I love my, my. One of my biggest problems is, is that I had when it, coming into it, seeing the commercials was I didn't like the animation because it looked a little janky. But when you see the art direction in full in theaters, it's just a gorgeous flick, and it yeah. tells a great story. How. Anyone can end up being Spider Man.
0: I'm a firm believer in 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 a soundtrack. A soundtrack. Oh, and it's a soundtrack can make a, ma- a soundtrack, soundtrack, soundtrack can make an it can make an average movie better. It can make a great movie a masterpiece.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, and starting out with a nice with Sunflower by Post Malone and just keeps on trucking to great songs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I great. I mean, a lot of my films this year. I, one thing that I'll say over and over again a lot is. Soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, it really, like I said, it can make a great movie, a fantastic movie. It can make an average movie, a good movie. Uh, and it could take an average movie and make it a horrible movie yeah. if it's a bad soundtrack. But, yep, yep. again, soundtrack was fantastic. And that's my number four film of 2018. I have my top three. Do you want to finish your games? And then I'll do my top three. Or- okay,
1: I'll do my two games. And since you mentioned a Spider-Man thing, I will counter with Spider-Man. And that is Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4 is my second best game of 2018, because, and the uh, foundation of any Spider-Man game you ever play has to be this one thing. How fun is it to swing around the city? And this game captures what... Well, you can only imagine what it feels like to swing through the um, uh, streets of Brooklyn and Manhattan and the entire um, uh, city of New York. But Insomniac Games took it a step farther and told, got great um, uh, fighting uh, mechanics for the game. Also has a truly unique story. Think of it as something maybe a, a little similar to um, the Spider-Man or the Spider-Verse. And I can pretty much give it away if Spider-Man hadn't died of in, uh, in the first um 15 minutes of the film. Pretty <laughs> much like that, because this is an older Spider-Man that has... Pretty much everything figured out so far, and him dealing with that. I don't want to give too much away, but it does a good job subverting what you're expecting from a regular Spider-Man story. So it is definitely a game worth playing. I would also recommend getting the DLC, because it is certainly worth it. And with Marvel Spider-Man being number two, that really only leaves one game to be the game of the year. And that is Red Dead Redemption 2, the game from Rockstar, as they do the follow-up. Prequel to the Red Dead Redemption, every element of this game is polished to perfection. Fun gunplay. It's also great to traverse the world through horseback and an amazing story. But what puts this game over the top, in my opinion, is how you keep returning to it. I beat this game about a month and a half ago, but I'll still go in and waste a bunch of time. I can go in and hunt in the world and actually track animals, play poker, and do oh so many other things, like go around helping people, or go around robbing people. Oh, that's my favorite. Go around robbing people and evading the law. It is just a truly great game. You should certainly get it. But once again, save up space on your um, uh, hard drive for your PS4, because it's 80 gigabytes. It is massive, it is fun, but it is certainly worth your time and effort to get into. Let's hear your top three movies of 2018. Metal John, give me number three. Mission Impossible Fallout. What?
0: Loved that movie. Loved every second of that movie. Second favorite of the franchise for me? And just exciting from beginning to end. Uh, one thing... Good spy movie. Mm-hmm. Just everything about this movie I loved. I, I mean, I had, like, goosebumps watching this entire movie. And, again, when it comes down to, like, sorting out what I liked more than the rest, I mean, I this one just kept climbing up mm-hmm. higher on, on my
1: rankings. It, you I know, when you think about it, Mission Impossible, this film franchise... Is truly astounding because it got launched in what, 97 with the original Tom Cruise one? And it just keeps going. They're up to what, five now? I, I, I think, no, I
0: think Fallout six.
1: Six, and they have two more being filmed simultaneously They're right now. They're
0: basically taking the James Bond idea. Well, and I was
1: about to ask you two questions. One, Ethan Hunt or James Bond?
0: Oh, James Bond, for sure.
1: Okay. And He's two, been around longer. Yes. <laughs> and two,. Eventually, Tom Cruise will begin to age. I know it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. He hasn't happened for 20 years. <laughs> he will begin to age. It has What is to he happen. taking? That's what I want to know. Him and Tom Brady, because look at me. I He looks better than me, and he's older than me, but he will be begin to age. I know it. It has to happen. There's Greys around there somewhere. <laughs> would you want someone else to basically do exactly what happens with James Bond and there to be a new Ethan Hunt and to continue the Mission Impossible series or let it end with um, Tom Cruise? I think it should just end with Tom Cruise.
0: But um, it, the, movies, the franchise makes so much money.
1: Yes, and that's my and point. And I feel like
0: if Tom Cruise steps down as Ethan Hunt but stays on as like, a big-time producer for the franchise, mm-hmm. it would probably be a good idea for them to bring in a new Ethan Hunt.
1: Or do you? Um, But um, but here's the thing about
0: the Mission Impossible movies. You can almost say the same about the James Bond movies. Not every single one of them is great. Like some of them are just okay. Some. there are
1: some bad Bond films. Come on. And
0: yeah, I mean, and it really just comes down to the story. What is the story? And how cool is the spy stuff? And how? how, I mean, there's a lot of action in these movies. Yes. And, And Fallout has some really up close in your face action. It doesn't have that fast and furious cars driving off cliffs, rolling over, you know, jump out of the car with a parachute, land on a boat, mm-hmm. shoot three guys, put on scuba gear. You know, it doesn't have all that. Like, no. it's it's in-your-face motorcycle chase action where you slide off the motorcycle. It's grittier. Like, and it's in-your-face and... You watch this movie in an IMAX theater, and, and you're just you're glued, you're sucked in, and next thing you know, three hours of your life has gone by, and you're like, that movie was three hours long? It's dark outside?
1: Ethan <laughs> Hunt isn't there. I mean, to and, a,
0: and, that's how, and that's what yes. makes this franchise so good is they keep doing this, yes. and Fallout, for me, again, my second favorite in the franchise, just because of all those reasons I just listened. Yes. It was just fantastic.
1: Ethan is not as smooth an operator as James Bond. He's, yeah. more, he's more gritty. All right. Number two. Number
0: two. Number two. Halloween
1: 2018. Ah, uh, you are just such a fanboy.
0: I am a fanboy of horror movies. I, I do love the Halloween franchise. This one, I had to go see this movie like three times in the theater. I went two nights in a row to see it. Rewriting the whole history of the franchise, forgetting everything that happened since the 1978 original film, and putting this movie as 40 years later as a direct sequel to the original a lot of little Easter eggs, a lot mm-hmm. of new cast, a lot of returning cast members. I thought it was just a, a great story. Again, great soundtrack with the John Carpenter theme. Yes, and obviously. well-written. You could tell this movie was written
1: by people by who, people love, who
0: love the franchise, for people who love the franchise. There was no, let's put a rapper in the movie to, like, get the young audience, or let's put the hot, like, Disney chick in here to, like, you know, to sell more tickets. There was none of that going on, and there was a lot of that going on. In the early 2000s, late 90s, when they were doing Halloween H20 and, you know, a couple of those other movies. And they right. did the same with the Jason franchise, too, where you want to try to sell more tickets by bringing in somebody that's popular with mm-hmm. the younger guys. That they did nothing on. I mean, it's, outside of Jamie Lee Curtis being in this movie, there's almost nobody you remember, like nobody you know, nobody you recognize. Right. It's, it's for the fans and not for people that okay. just
1: want to sell tickets. Well, and one, one last question. Do you want there to ever be a sequel to this one, or just say, okay, Halloween story, done?
0: I don't know if they could actually make a direct sequel to this film. However, I do think they can put more Halloween movies out, and you can just throw them wherever you want. Uh, I, really, I really don't have a preference. Like, I, I, I like this one, and I don't think a sequel to this will be even on par with
1: it. Okay, 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 well, let, here we are.
0: Well, it's, my number one film, yeah, if you've been listening to the podcast for, I don't know, the last 15, 20 episodes or any episode in 2018, this movie was my favorite movie of the year when I saw it and it stayed at number one. Nothing has been able to knock it off. It is the best film of the year and yeah, yeah. I still love it. Ready Player One. The Steven wow. Spielberg directed film. And, and Didn't
1: even get nominated for... Any of the big Oscars.
0: Nope. But you know what? That movie, Brad, that is for you. That movie's for me. That movie's for anybody who's 80s, 90s, pop culture and video game loving mofos. That movie is for us. And it's fantastic. Filled with Easter eggs and cameos and little quirks and jokes. And just a fun, fun movie. And I love every second of it. And I, I, I saw it. Three times in the theater, I saw it once on a cruise ship, I saw it once on an airplane. I just I
1: love that movie so much. Did you put any of the Best Picture nominees in your top ten? Uh,
0: I believe...
1: Um, I don't think you got
0: any of them. I don't think I do. Well, That's look, amazing! We're going to talk about the Oscars, because I'm not happy with with what they have in there. And yeah, you're right, I don't think I have any of them. Um, I did see the majority of them. Uh, I would say this, though, Bohemian Rhapsody probably just missed my cut. Like, if, I, it was okay. a, if it was a top 11 or 12, Bohemian Rhapsody would have been in there. I loved that. As you also heard on previous podcasts, I'm not a fan of A Star is Born. Yes. I hated that movie, and that movie got a lot of nominations. Um the favorite got a lot of nominations. I did see it, just didn't like it as much for even a top uh, fifteen.
1: Uh, and what about Vice? Did you like Vice? I did uh, like uh, Vice uh, but I
0: didn't love Vice. Vice is just a one and done for me. I watched it one time. Right. I enjoyed it, had a few good laughs. um and, and, and obvious that was it. like I didn't, I didn't really like
1: and what about Black Panther man or Black Klansman, man? I didn't like either of them. You didn't like Black Panther?
0: I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't that great, and Black Klansman, good movie, just wasn't one that stuck with me throughout the year.
1: Yeah, I get that, and I... Same with Black Panther! And we'll I get... remember
0: we saw Black Panther together, and we were both like, ah, that was really good, and we really liked it, and we talked about it on the podcast, but yet again, three weeks later, I forgot about the movie. Like, it what? didn't stick I'll... with me throughout the year. We're for, for some I, people... I'm it's...
1: happy that Black Klansman got nominated, I'm thinking the nomination is sort of a culmination for Spike Lee as a director, just to get, for him to get his Best Picture nomination.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and, and it is which a really good Spike Lee movie. I mean, it's it's probably it's one of his better ones than his previous four or five good, films, which, what was the one? Oh, uh, Chirac? Yeah. I thought that movie would have been good, but it was like a weird musical.
1: The, it was weird, but I kind of <laughs> liked it. It was tri- trippy, but neat. But, um uh... And then there's the
0: Netflix movie they got nominated for Best Picture. Um, oh right, I haven't seen that one yet. I need which to watch is it.
1: bad because it's on Netflix, which means it's free. Which is,
0: I mean, it's crazy. Like this year's Oscar nominations, and again, on a future podcast, we're going to go through our picks and the nominations. But it's a pretty groundbreaking, like yes, like I mean, not only do you have a superhero film nominated for Best Picture, you've got a Netflix movie nominated for Best Picture, you've got a these aren't all art house, you know, no. movies. And there's some really good movies that got snubbed, and some good performances yes. that got snubbed. And and then you've got the favorite that gets two nominations in one category. Yes. Like it's crazy. So, anyways, we're gonna do yes, that on the future um, get,
1: Let's um, uh, with a little bit of time we have left, let's talk about the third and the I forget what kind of trilogy um uh, Shyamalan calls it. Um, the railroad trilogy. We'll just call it. Yeah. Glass. Glass.
0: Uh, so it sounds like, based on our pre-show meeting, that uh, you're not a big fan of it.
1: I thought it was okay.
0: See, I liked it a lot.
1: I... Yeah, here's the thing.
0: It's a direct sequel to Unbreakable. Yes. It's not so much of a sequel to Split, which Split was...
1: Well, it best. is.
0: In, in a way, here's here's my thing. Split is the best of the three. Yeah. For me, it is. Um, mostly because of James McAvoy's performance. Unbreakable is the second best, and it's really good in... A modern-day superhero movie. Yeah. This movie, Glass, I felt like, follows the Unbreakable storyline the most. Because Split, if you think about it, is its own movie. that yeah. at the end, it connects to Unbreakable. Yeah. But you're but, not watching the movie thinking Unbreakable right. until you know the spoiler. But uh, Glass kind of connects more to the Unbreakable uh, storyline and the fan base. And, and I,
1: For me... And it, I realize it's so petty, but it's the twist that it's M Night Shyamalan. I didn't always, even really think it was a twist.
0: Like, so, I mean, some people are calling it a twist.
1: To me, really, I mean, I just so, don't think it makes much sense. That's no, all. I, I I will agree with you on that like you had she them, was in charge of this group that kills super powered people. I mean, come on. Just well, you have knew him, something
0: was up because yeah. first of all, she gets them all locked up in this asylum. Yeah. Versus them going to jail or prison, she gets them locked up in this Arkham Asylum <laughs> type yeah. place, and she's their ther she's their Harley Quinn, yeah. and she's their therapist, and she's like doing she's like poking them the whole time, and and it really like I, I just caught on right away. I'm like, all right, she's not who she thinks she is, um, and. I just think and, it's and, and I really didn't think it was that much of a twist but I did appreciate I I thought it was just like more 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 of the unbreakable storyline just kind of continuing that story of like there's superpowered people that live in everyday world and and some of them and well I would say all of them kind of hide their superpowers they're not trying to make a big
1: yeah, splash I guess I mean it's still it just rubbed me the it, wrong though. way. I, I'm not saying it wasn't enjoyable. I'm just saying I felt it was a twist for twist's sake. It didn't feel like it fe- felt um, what the narrative should be. For me, I would have just had it be, and this is my preference, have, obviously, um, Bruce Willis's character win in the end, maybe kill um, uh, both um, uh, McAvoy and um, uh, Glass, and then he goes to prison for it because he killed two people. That would have been my preference, and say, yeah, you're a hero, but now you're going to prison for forever. You murdered two people.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but that's my, that's I, me. One, one thing I, I'll pick at. I was a little, I was caught a little off guard that the chick from Split sort of became obsessed with McAvoy's character. Hmm, yeah, I get it. You know, I mean, she went through a very traumatic experience, and yet she's like, hmm, I want to go visit him. I want to go confront him. I want to go talk to him. And she wasn't doing it. To like close the chapter of that book, she was doing it because she was kind of obsessed with who he was and how he had these different personalities, yeah, and she kind of got stuck in the storyline where well, i I would have I would have liked it if she would have had some sort of ability I, or maybe yeah. maybe she thinks she has an ability because of because of her experience, but instead it was just like, nope, she's just obsessed with him, and she wants to go and visit him, and I'm like, oh, come on, I wish there was more to her character. That's where I would say I was a little let down. I wanted more to her character than I did anything else.
1: But I'm just saying this is the film that the direct sequel people have been waiting for for a long time. If maybe maybe if they had been able to do Glass 2 years after um, Unbreakable and this was 4 years, it wouldn't feel like such a big sting. It's just the fact that it took so long to culminate the yeah. story, you just wanted it to be so much more. And, and
0: I think the problem with that though is that M. Night did a lot of really bad movies.
1: Well, yeah, after yeah. Unbreakable.
0: Oh, now, I, I, I mean, there's a few of his movies I actually liked, even though some people hated. I liked a few of his movies, <laughs> but if you notice, even Split got thrown out in like January two years ago. Yeah, it got thrown out where where it's like all the bad movies come out. Even even this movie gets thrown out in January, and like he kind of has that movie where his movies don't sell a lot of tickets, so they don't want to put them out in the summer, in the fall, they want to throw them out in the winter time when a lot of people don't go to the movies, right? Or they're going to the movies, but they're seeing the Oscar movies, they're not going to see a new movie,
1: right? Um, right. Right.
0: So he kind of got into that threat where I thought he re I thought he rejuvenated himself with Split. And that's what got him the green light to do the sequel to
1: Unbreakable. It might have, but... And,
0: and and if he would have did the sequel to Unbreakable instead of doing, you know, Devil, or one of those other really cheesy bad town movies.
1: Town, or whatever. The, the Happening. Town, yeah,
0: The Happening. If he would have got... No! No! <laughs> hmm. Oh, my God. Mark Wahlberg in that Happening movie. So funny. Anyways, <laughs> It
1: is such a bad movie. No! <laughs> <laughs> The uh, wind is the enemy.
0: <laughs> if you going have wind, not done one plans. of those and, do, and got a green light unbreakable. I agree. It would have probably been a little bit better. But Oh, well. Anyways, and I think that'll do it for episode 93 of the Hillcrest yeah. Duo. We'll, we'll I, be back. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio. I'm Brad Risto. I'm at Brad Risto. And we should have a new podcast
1: coming to you next week. Provided there's no snow. Yes. Thank you for listening. And Stay oh, I warm. Forgot to, I forgot to play music. Uh, we're just going to leave now. Everyone have a good day. Bye-bye. Love you.